wanna claim my soul, you'll have to come and break down this door. The dive bar at the end of the walk of fame. The cartilage left over in a bag of Popeye's chicken. Chronic talk from stars, would-be stars, wannabes, and people who just want to hear themselves talk. This is Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt Allen. What a boy would be if Siegfried and Roy had a son. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark C.G. Boyer and I sitting at a bar the other day. I heard this song and I said, boy, there's one I haven't heard in a long time. Let's hear that one again. Ah! Yes, this is the kind of stuff I like. I like rock and roll, too. Welcome back to Outlaw Radio. Mm. Boy, this is one Lori would dance to. Poor thing. Bet you don't remember it yet. One hit wonder. Get ready. Here come the minor chords. All right, money shots coming. Come on. Get it, baby. Oh, yeah. Remember it now? I don't. I don't. Moving on out. 80s song. 80s. I played it on, uh, I don't know, one of a myriad top 40 radio stations. Probably Houston. Love this little ditty, though. Who does Hit me now? I forget. M people? <clears throat> M people. Is that you clearing your throat on the show, Mark? I normally don't do that. Yeah. I don't know what got take, into it. Take it up where Mark C.G. Boyer left I, off. I, yeah, I normally don't uh-huh. do that. You know, he sounds a lot uh, in excess-ish. I think a little. It's a, it's a black chick. Or she. <laughs> Hit me now. Moving on. God, I wish I could dance. You know, I wish I had that sort of affinity, but uh, being a heter- heterosexual male, it was never uh, number one on my agenda. Even trying to get laid oh, yeah. as a kid in Everett, Washington, my best buddy and I went to a disco once, and John will do, my buddy who now lives in Arizona, would do anything to get a little, uh, a little biscuit. Yeah. And, I mean, anything. So he'd be out there dancing like the whitest guy on the planet. Who's doing that? Who's hey. he? What? Oh. Yeah. He's rattling his microphone. Man. Sorry. Me hey. clearing my throat, Dave. Babies. Babies. Oops. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I would not get up there, and uh, I would not. Uh, I, I would. did it for that. Oh, it's I just, did it for those reasons. It just, I couldn't do it. I just feel out of place. I feel completely out of place. Oh, I did feel out of place until... You know, I've done it with... Lo- I've, I've danced with Lori. I know, I've seen you. Like, we did it at uh, Kato Kalen's wedding a couple weeks uh, ago. I saw you there. Also. But, yeah, hell, I would do anything at that point. I had about a... An entire uh, 750 of tequila in me. After you insulted David Zucker. <laughs> okay, let's... Uh-oh. First of all, it's David Zucker. All right, Zucker. so you insulted him now. David Zucker. The man, him and his brother behind the airplane movies. Hey, oh, no, not only that. I didn't even realize this. Yeah. He did all the uh, the scary movie trilogy, the, the the spoofs of scary movie. Yeah, these guys are not hurting for money. Yeah, man. No, they've, done, they've done great things. The Wayan Brothers. Speaking of... Uh, what about the Wayne Brothers? They were in all those movies, the scary movies. 
Oh, the did. Wayans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, speaking of movies, uh, another John Nolte piece, and I do appreciate this man, and another reason why Emily D. Baker is not returning my call, uh, the great attorney who now hates us. Did you, uh, Mark, uh, my brother Mark mentioned that he uh, received another text uh, during the break from Emily? Yeah, it's... This was just a... Yeah. <laughs> she said, Outlaw Radio, simply a two-word review. Yeah. She said... Yeah. Did it start with an S? Yes. Yeah. I can't repeat what she said, but... Yeah. Yeah. I, Defecation sandwich? S. Yeah. An S show. Double S. <laughs> an S show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just, you know, kind of yeah, that's weird. terrible. That's nasty. So, you know, yeah. two-word review. Well, get ready, Emily. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming after you. <laughs> Yeah, you know you're. I mean you. I mean you're. you're yeah. Le, you're, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Emily D. Baker coming down the horn. I baby. mean you're litigious as a profession, but uh, and I've never been a litigious person, but my God, it was a it was a concrete contract, verbal contract a week ago. You said you'd come back on with us. And then uh, it's, she did come at me. I yes, she did, and I think uh, I know someone got to her. Yeah. When you called, did 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 it go straight to voicemail or did it ring? Uh, I went to. Uh, well, I don't. Remember. He's blocked, and he could be blocked. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think Outlaw Radio is blocked from most phones. I don't know. I mean, yeah. She did not seem like that. She was happy to come back. She, and, uh, I sort of said Dave, something. Got to her this week. Man. It had to me. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Listen, this ain't the first time this has happened. Oh, I know. Us. Oh no. It won't be the last. <laughs> oh no, no. We had uh, David Bowie's hey. ex-wife hang up on us one time, but they, no. I mean, we've had a lot of things like that happen. Throughout. Oh, I thought she was over on the show. That's right, David Bowie's uh, ex-wife. Yeah. She, the, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, what the hell is her name? Oh, oh, I'll tell you her name. Uh, it, it, she. Her name is the name of uh, a Rolling Stone song, Angie. Angie, Angie. Bowie. And, and she wanted to talk and about her And she swears book. up and down that that song was written about her. Yeah. But it's simply not true. And uh, and so I sort of talked to her about that. And uh, and then she wanted to talk about a her book, book, which had nothing to do with David Bowie. I want to talk about David Bowie. That's why you're on our show. And I said, about Bowie. You, you were married to Bowie, so let's die. I don't want to talk about Click. him. Well, I, I said, I said, well, then why are you, why are you here? Then it was click, click. yeah, then click. <laughs> well, so we're uh, we're used to it. I mean, it, and, and we don't wear it like a badge of honor. Yes, and, we do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'd rather have a meaningful conversation than being hung up on. Mm, you know, sometimes it's better that way. And here's the thing, you know, projecting toward the right side of the aisle as we do here on Outlaw Radio. Whoops. Um, I don't take sides whether you're on the left. If Emily D. Baker is a huge lefty, I don't care. You gave her every out. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. he did. He did. He did. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about your politics, yeah. Emily. Don't make me sing. Now you're you're over. You're, you're no. I'm you're not putting words into her mouth, and and I don't like that. <laughs> well, your your honor. I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, I, well. That's not the question. Well, about. you'll see us in court. That'll be the next defamation suit. Fifty million. <laughs> yeah. Are we all cut in on that? Listen. Of course, we were all here. Hey, by the way, Emily, settle with me out of court. All right? <laughs> you know, five bucks and a Starbucks card. I mean, come on. I mean, it's really easy. 
Uh, John Nolte, who I like a lot, uh, he's a great writer. He says, woke tard leftists whine as Top Gun continues to overperform. With the domestic take nearing 300 million after only 10 days of release, Top Gun Maverick continues to prove the obvious. Moviegoers of all ages will show up in droves if you entertain and inspire us. And if you've ever heard of Deadline, far left uh, Deadline on the internet, uh, they say moviegoers aren't losing that loving feel. Now remember this: Deadline is is essentially left as left can be. They're the ones who printed this. Moviegoers aren't losing that loving feeling for Top Gun. Maverick this weekend as the movie is destined to become Tom Cruise's top grossing movie ever at the domestic box office. With 200, we know the, the uh, uh, three-time Oscar nominee's uh, previous high-earning title was Steven Spielberg's uh, sci-fi title War of the Worlds at 234 million. Now, Matt, you know the reference. I'm surprised that, that did so well. I, I didn't know that did so well. You know the reference that loving feeling, right? Because that's from the first Top Gun, and they did the ever, the. Uh, oh, that's they right. Did, you lost that loving feeling. That's how he picked her up. At yeah, the that's bar. how he picked her up at the oh. bar. And that was a big song in that movie. And by the way, God rest uh, their souls, <clears throat> the Righteous Brothers. Righteous Brothers, yeah. Uh, Top Gun Two expected to beat War of the Worlds. Uh, I think it already has by the time uh, uh, we're on the air. Uh, some rival studios see it uh, much higher than uh, than what is being accounted for. Uh, Leftists already mad that a non-woke movie that doesn't violate human nature with woke lectures, woke perversion, woke revisionism, and woke emasculation is not only breaking records but being embraced by wingnuts. <laughs> like, well, like me. This is a movie, the first movie in many years that I want to see. I truly want to see this movie. What's even weird now? is that you but haven't I, seen the first James one. No, I didn't see the first one, and I, but I ain't going to sit there with Mark C.G. Boyer in a movie theater tomorrow. Holding hands. And, yeah, that would be scary. Yeah. Matt, you need to see the first one first. Yeah, I would, yeah. It's yeah. on Netflix. Recommended, man. Yeah. But, it's on Netflix? Yeah. The yeah. first one. Here's one from Vanity Fair. Here's a here's a sneer, as you would expect from Vanity Fair. Uh, but they were nice enough to put the first lady, uh, Donald Trump's uh, wife, on the cover. Oh, they didn't, did they? Because she's so damn ugly. Yeah, because she's so damn ugly. What what would they say on Planet of the Apes? How how would they say that? I'd kiss your bright eyes, but you're so damn ugly. Yeah. I loathe bananas. Aside from the this comes from Vanity Fair. Aside from the Defense Department propaganda uh, propaganda inherent to most of Hollywood's military themed creations, the film is not overtly political in a way that is recognizable to Americans who have grown accustomed to Air Force flyovers at the Super Bowl and World Series. In many regards, Top Gun Maverick feels like a product of the 80s, a decade that saw the U.S. invading countries like Grenada and Panama, while also in the throes of the Cold War with Russia. And like the original 1986 movie, it is an exhilarating, beautifully produced military recruitment ad that favors neither Republican nor Democrat uh, uh, sensibilities. It manages to portray a conflict over nuclear weapons as downright fun. That's vanity fair saying that. I think the timing was perfect on the release. Yeah, you thing. bet your ass it is. Yeah. Well, they strategically did it. I mean, they yeah, yeah, they controlled that. They had it in the can for what three years. Yeah. D despite acknowledging that. Uh, oh, it, oh. So th this was also printed uh, despite acknowledging that he had not seen the film. Breitbart columnist John Nolte 
preemptively lauded Top Gun Maverick as a masculine pro-American, stridently non-woke blockbuster, adding uh, rather than apologizing for being an 80s relic, it embraced what everyone loved in 1986 and still loves today, while citing a number of Hollywood's woke flops. Yeah, he had an entire list. I went through some of them last week. Uh, Nolte wrote that Top Gun Maverick avoided that fate by respecting human nature and slapping down progressive commentary. It didn't do what James Bond did, turn itself into a mewling little pajama boy gerbil of a movie. He added it didn't do what Star Wars did and pervert a romantic adventure series into a shrill woman studies lecture. And then uh, I love this because this entire article, this new one from Nolte, added this. He said, damn, did I really write all that? Pretty snappy. (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy. Salon is in their favorite position on all fours at I-5. Salon, besides uh, themselves... They say, no, Top Gun isn't an anti-woke success story, but rather a tribute to aging Tom Cruise and balls. Reads the defensive headline, and yet balls is exactly what's missing in the growing mountain of woke flops. (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Hence the reason why this movie is kicking ass. And I'm no huge Tom Cruise fan. In fact, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. But, I, man, I am very, very happy with this success. A lot to get to, including that interview with Emily D. Baker. <laughs> 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 yeah, she's probably repainting her hair another color. Was that? Did I defame her by saying that? Could she sue? Is this another defamation trial? All right, a lot to get to in mere minutes on the Big Dog Outlaw Radio. Your time is up. You took a sip from the devil's cup. You broke my heart. There's no way back. Move right out of here, baby. Go pack your bags. Outlaw Laboratories. With over 200 research workers, academic staff, and PhD students worked around the clock seven days a week for nine years. And today, we deliver broadcasting from atomic scale components, 21st century technology, talk stars, and subliminal messaging. Motivating, stimulating, mildly erotic, 24-7. Outlaw Radio. 